1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 139 of 40 going on 14. I am Mike. I am
0: Patrick. I'm Joel.
1: And I'm Josh.
2: And this week we watched uh, the Witch Mountain movies and I liked them, but I found certain elements extremely unrealistic. I mean, come on, a likable cab driver?
3: Aww. Ah. I think you got a dog in this fight, just saying. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs)
3: I don't want to spoil it for anybody, though.
1: Well, yeah, so this week we watched uh, Escape to Witch Mountain from uh, 1975, and then Race to Witch Mountain was 2010? 2009. 2009, 2009. okay. So yeah, so we watched a little, uh, little of both. And uh,
2: I watched all of both, actually. <laughs> it hel- helps to talk about the movie if you well, watch all of
1: it. <laughs> Touche to you, sir. <laughs> I-,
2: I watched 10 minutes of the first one and three of the I figured, second.
3: I wish I had watched 10 minutes of the first one. Spoilers.
2: Aww. Well, you know, if you'd like to hear other people talk about their interests, you know where you can go. Go to Geek Life Radio? No, don't go to Geek Life Radio. Aw. And unless you're going on Saturday at noon where you can find us, I'm talking about going to the Podcast Collective where you can find such shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast, On the Block, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, and The Coffin Cast. Ooh, we've got some new ones there.
1: Oh yeah, there were a few that were just added this week. Nice. Yeah, and like he said, you are also on Geek Life Radio at noon. And if you're looking for our older shows, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and talk shoe and if you'd like to leave us a message call us at 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727
2: and as always if you'd prefer to drop us an email you can always send that email to 40 go 14 at gmail.com or reach out to us on twitter at 40 go 14 right on so do we have any uh i didn't get any voicemails there's the in general everything's been pretty quiet i had some questions uh, off to the side about uh, how I got quiet and then completely vanished last week yeah. when we were talking about Prince. <laughs> so, my, my uh, hey, this will be funnier if we just see if anyone notices. Well, uh, people noticed. Oh, that's good. Uh, for the people who didn't see, uh, who aren't on our Facebook page, first off, go you there. Like your own like little us. It's a
3: Wonderful Life thing right there. You're like, I'm going to see if anybody even notices I'm not here.
2: <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I had to leave part of the way through the show. Uh, last week, I was in an automobile. Mobile accident and I had to deal with some uh, other fallout from that. I am uninjured and I'm back and ready to podcast so I will not be
1: fading out this week. <laughs> right on. So, uh, since we don't have any feedback, you think it's about that time? Oh, I think it's definitely about that time. This
4: week in
3: music
1: movies and TV News Parts like stoned Elmo. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So this week, uh, we are going to the year nineteen seventy five, March twenty first. That is the release of Escape to Witch Mountain. And uh, wow,
2: <clears throat> Patrick, holy crap!
1: Well, we didn't have any listener feedback, so we can uh, yeah, well, we, we can load it remain up, remain in them. this
2: week for a little longer.
1: All right. So music, nineteen seventy five, Black Water by the Doobie Brothers is the number one song in the land. It's a great song. It really is. Well, last week we had a lot of uh there was some Doobie Brothers action going on too, hanging out in the seventies. There was? Yeah.
3: I believe you. I don't think you're lying.
1: Was it Doobie Brothers? No, it was no. Bee Gees.
3: Yes, there was definitely Bee
1: Gees. Yeah. There was definitely Bee, oh, that's a Bee Gees. All right. So but uh, Scourge of the Earth Fergie is gone, you know, it's just <laughs> for a second there I'm like, why is British royalty in music? <laughs> and why does Patrick hate her so much? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn Weight Watchers!
1: <clears throat> so, uh yeah. So Fergie's born March twenty seventh, nineteen seventy five, and then she goes on to perform in some movies and the Black Eyed Peas. Hey,
0: she was in Planet Terror, and that was her best role.
1: She was in Planet Terror.
0: Yeah, she was the girl that's car was broken down. Oh, ah. that was um.
2: Well, play to what you know, of, I guess.
1: Yeah, she was the one with the lovely lady
2: lumps. <laughs> 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 that's, I can't believe I said that shit with a straight face. That was good. That
3: was good. can't
1: believe he made Pat laugh like that off that. Goes, that was really good. So uh, March 21st, 1975, Alice Cooper begins the Welcome to My Nightmare Tour, his first as a solo artist, and he starts it out in Kalamazoo, Michigan. As because you do. Why not? Yeah. Where all rock begins. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo right. still has not recovered.
0: I used to have a girl <laughs> in Kalamazoo.
3: Amy Feltner was from Kalamazoo.
0: Well, Coloma, technically, but yes. Oh,
3: uh, yeah, hmm.
1: close enough. There you go. On uh, March 22nd, the Eurovision Song Contest in Stockholm, Sweden, the Dutch group Teachins ins wins with the song Ding-A-Dong. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell?
3: <laughs> that was such a great sentence that I couldn't not include it.
1: Hang on. Teach-Ins. I,
3: I do want to hear what Ding-A-Dong sounds like.
1: Okay, let's get a ding-a-dong. little Ding-A-Dong action here. I'm not sure. if I do.
0: Ding-A-Dong. So. <laughs>
1: I think it's gonna be more disco-y. <clears throat> well this is actually the contest. When
4: you're feeling alright, everything is uptight. Try to sing a song like this Dong. There will be no sorrow when you sing tomorrow and you walk along with your thing, <laughs> and on every hour.
3: I can see why this won.
1: Why yeah. yeah. I kinda like it.
3: <laughs> I think that might have to like make it into the torrent this.
1: Year. It looks like ABBA with a xylophone. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of like ABBA meets Ace of Base going. That I means... like guys,
3: my penis can only get so erect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> March 23rd, 1975 sees the Okay, this is not this the, is acronym, not the, of the acronym, acronym of the week now. Sees the SNACK. Students need athletics, culture and kicks. Charity concert at Kazara Stadium in San Francisco. Almost sixty thousand people see. Holy cats! The Grateful Dead, The Doobie Brothers, Santana, Jefferson Starship, Tower of Power, Eddie Palmieri, Joan Baez, Grand Central Station, Neil Young, joined by members of the band, along with a surprise appearance by Bob Dylan. Wow. kids
0: need gigs.
1: Yeah. Holy
3: crap! That's a fucking concert. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> and since this was the mid seventies, they weren't talking about shoes. <laughs> That's nuts. That is the largest benefit concert in history to date. With that lineup, it should have been, yeah.
2: Good yeah. God.
1: And you know what the thing that probably gets me is a ticket was probably five bucks. Oh, probably. Yeah. No it's ticket six. master yet. Yeah, I know, right? So uh movies. Tommy opens at number one this week, knocking off Shampoo. I've never seen Shampoo. Me either. I think I have. You think it's you a Warren have Warren Beatty
3: movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen
1: it. Hmm. hmm. I've seen Tommy. That was trippy as all. As much as you expect Tommy to be, yeah, I like the I like the
2: music for that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen shampoo. It's okay.
1: okay. All right. The film Jaws was given its first preview showing before an audience in advance of its June 20th nationwide release at the Medallion Theater in Dallas, Texas, on March 26th.
2: Interesting. Uh, you don't think of films having like a big hyped pre-release like
1: that, and you think
2: that's more of a modern invention, not something that's 40 years ago.
1: Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. I mean. I, or, or did they do it? Are we just not, you know, uh, just like anything else nowadays, we just didn't hear about it. So that could be. Yeah. So also on uh, March twenty second, Guillermo Diaz is that an I? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Guillermo Diaz, actor from Weeds and Half Baked, is born. Hmm. I started watching Weeds. It's all right. It's, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah.
3: Soon, um, I'll give you some advice. You don't have to follow it, but as soon as um, the as, as soon as the subdivision is done, you should be done with the show. That's the best way I could phrase
2: it. As soon as the subdivision is done. Because I only watched the first season. Mm. Yeah, I only got
1: halfway through the first season. Like Once said.
3: they leave the subdivision, check out.
1: All right, so TV, the top shows in America are All in the Family, and the acronym of the week, RMPM.
2: Of course, that's Ralph Macchio, Penis Monster.
3: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Penis Model.
2: <laughs> oh, hey.
3: <laughs> yeah, I love, the I love leg, it Johnny. What did you say? It
2: said sweep the leg, Johnny. No, <laughs> uh,
3: a... no, that's rich man, poor man. Sorry, good oh, guess though. Cool. I don't
2: cool. even think Ralph Macchio was born in seventy <laughs> five. Maybe he was.
1: Yeah, I think he was. He's older than us, isn't he? Yeah, He's because about the same age. No, because I read somewhere like this year Ralph Macchio is the same age as Mr. Miyagi was when they shot.
2: Holy that's shit! Right, right? Yeah, he was born in sixty one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was I think it was this year. This or recently, it was like that Ralph Macchio is the same age as Mr. Miyagi was when they shot The Karate Kid.
3: Yeah, when they began filming. I remember yeah.
1: that. So also uh, Laverne and Shirley and Maud. Ooh, it sounds like kind of a rough year. Maud. I mean, outside of All in the Family and Laverne and Shirley. I've never seen Rich Man, Poor Man, but Maud. I mean, how entertaining can a diner Ooh. be?
3: No, you're not. That's different. That's Alice.
1: That's oh, well,
2: Alice. And Alice was an awesome show.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Then what do Alice I think of? was about?
3: very awesome. Maud was the... um. Oh, God. Why is it, uh, her name just completely... Escaped. B. Arthur. Thank you. Be Arthur Vehicle, where she played the character Maud, made famous on All in the Family. It's a spinoff.
1: Oh, really? Oh. Did yep. not know it was a spinoff.
3: She was a neighbor of uh, Archie Bunker's for a couple seasons.
1: Okay. Was on for quite a few seasons. 72, 73.
3: It was okay. one of the first ever like um, big-time feminist uh, sitcoms to especially get serious airtime during primetime.
2: Hmm. I guess that makes sense, because she was kind of a foil for Archie Bunker on his show. Yep. So they decided that she needed her own kind of, and it was
3: it was the first time ever on primetime TV that uh, that had an episode all around abortion.
2: So yeah, kind of a historic yeah. show. I don't yeah. know anything about Rich Man, Poor Man.
3: Yeah, it's based on the book like there i said go, pet, but i know
1: don't know anything about rich man poor man oh it was a mini series oh okay
3: it's about a rich man poor man i think is about um a guy who knew who's like his best friend's father was a very wealthy man but his father was very poor and he writes a, he wrote a book about the difference between the two worlds hmm
1: all right, well...
3: And how to, you know, basically, like, compare, you know, talking about how, like, the reason that he's rich is because I see him do these things. The reason my father's poor is because I see him do these things. It's supposed to be one of those, like, you know, how to be successful, motivational type books.
1: Okay, and there were brothers ah. looking at it. Was that what
3: it was? Yeah, so, you know, so I don't know much about it, but that's you, about you know all who,
1: I know. You know who that reminds me of? Alexander Mitchell. He was a 50-year-old bricklayer. <laughs> In the English town of Kings Lynn, who literally died laughing while viewing a TV episode of the British comedy *The Goodies*, Mitchell laughed for 25 minutes before his heart failed. Yikes! All right, now I'm curious. *The Goodies*—how funny can that be? I mean, are we? Funny not,
3: enough to oh, kill don't you. watch it now. I
1: mean, yeah. <laughs> no. He's ris- just
3: take a, take a minute, watch 25 minutes of it, and come back. <laughs> not that good. Wait a second. <laughs>
1: I just look. I I British comedy *The Goodies* and no results. What? Uh, I think we have.
3: They erased it from the from the memory banks. This is just like the killer. It's funny joke. it kills people.
1: Yeah. So uh on March eight on March eighteenth, McLean Stevenson's character, Doctor Henry Blake, dies in the MASH episode Abyssinia Henry.
3: Abyssinia.
1: Abyssin oh Abyssinia Henry, whatever. In its third season finale, this was such a secret that none of the actors filming the scene even knew that was going to happen. I don't think they even told him.
3: Nope. He was, um, he was in a contract dispute with them. They didn't pay him what he wanted. And so he said, well, I'm just going to go off and start my own show. And they said, all right, well, we're just going to kill your character off and you're never going to come back to MASH. <laughs> Jesus and wow. so they wrote the, they wrote the script and they they kept it from all everybody and then they gave it to um to Gary Berghoff, who plays Radar and they gave they gave the the bit of dialogue to him and they set up the whole scene where all the doctors were in the operating room and Radar comes in with his mask on as well and reads the telegram talking about how Dr. Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the you know over the gulf and there are no survivors. Wow. I remember that. And all the actors all the actors are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> and apparently the very next night on Carol Burnett, the opening shot was McLean Stevenson in a smoking raft, waving his arms, yelling, I'm OK, I'm OK.
3: <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, also this year, Gunsmoke ends its 20 year run on March 31st. 20 years of Gunsmoke.
2: Yeah, for a long time. Does it, wait a minute. Is it still Hold the Crown?
1: No. Uh, Probably not.
2: Because I know that Law (laughs) & Order was about to take it over, and they canceled it one year
1: short. I
3: remember something taking over the the mantle, but I don't remember what.
1: We'll find that out later, because now Eva Longoria, Mm -hmm. star of TV's Desperate Housewives, was born on March 15th. I have never watched that show.
3: Have I ever mentioned that my father was a huge fan of Desperate Housewives? Yes. All right.
2: I don't remember it, but yeah, I, I know her. I just don't know the show. I'll take either.
3: I've seen a couple couple bits and pieces here and there just because of him. But
2: mm. well, it's know. one of those where it's got a bunch of actors and actresses I like and a
1: topic that doesn't interest me in the slightest.
3: Yeah, like I like Felicity Huffman a lot, and I like Eva
1: LaGoria. I mean, she's fun to look at. All right, so uh, sports on March twenty third, Sue Roberts wins the LPGA Bing Crosby International Golf Classic. <laughs> And, Boy, uh, was there's no such minor. thing
3: as bad golf balls, just bad golfers.
1: <laughs> and uh, on March 24th, Chuck Weppner, a relatively unknown boxer, faced world heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali in a fight in Cleveland. Weppner, a club fighter who had been selected as an easy opponent for the champ, knocked Ali down to the canvas in the ninth round and then went on to do what few of Ellie's opponents have been able to do, going the distance for the full 15 rounds. The Ali Wepner fight was watched on closed-circuit TV by an out-of-work actor named Sylvester Stallone, who then turned his own idea about an obscure boxer getting the title shot into the film Rocky. 15 rounds, I don't know if I can handle 15 seconds, right (laughs) in the round with ali much less even now i think i'd be like no that's all right i don't he's like 80 no it's okay
3: (laughs) if he connected still fuck you yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and then the uh the washington capitals play a record nhl 37th road game without a win and a record of 17 straight losses on march 16th
2: So Uh in the United States, just I looked it up while uh, you were doing sports. Gunsmoke still holds the record for the longest running primetime series of the 20th century. Yeah. Outside the U.S.
1: (laughs) The fuck?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The Sing Ding Ding Dong song?
1: (laughs) Ding and Dong.
3: That was the theme song to this song or to yeah. the show that lasted longer?
2: Is that what No, it gl- uh, globally, it's ranked fourth after Doctor Who, Taggart, and The Bill, which it looks like are all
1: outside the U.S. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Mm. This weekend. Ding, ding, dong. Ding, ding, dong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a bumper there, were you?
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> kind of good. I like it though. Don't have one. Yeah, it's. Really kind of, you know what, the, the main, the singer of that looks like Kitty from that 70s show. Oh, God. That makes it better. Yes. I'm sure Kitty was a maniac in bed. I mean, look the at the character, at, Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Red. <laughs> well,
0: he was always so angry, dumbass. So, well, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't
1: know. Somebody made up a mock poster of a TV show called, um, where Red uh, wound up playing a guidance counselor in high school what they called it seeing red <laughs> <laughs> i was like i would watch the shit out of that just to have red come back on tv that's awesome that's awesome but then all right so ready for the main show yes two mysterious mysterious mysterious, mysterious? mysterious?
3: yeah it's that's a, a new word mysterious <laughs> <is> it, <laughs> never mind yeah <I, laughs>
1: Two mysterious orphan children have extraordinary powers and are chased by a scheming millionaire. But where do these kids really call home?
0: The orphanage?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> No, it's Oak Park. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, jeez. The orphanarium? Uh, es- race to Witch... Not Race to Witch. It's um, Escape to Witch Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was directed 1975 by John Howe, who did stuff as uh, The Legend of Hell House, The Watcher in the Woods... And Biggles' adventures through time. I have seen that. <laughs> nice. Is it? A, is Biggles a cat? Tell me, Biggles. No, is Biggles is actually a, a fictional. No, Winky is the cat. no, Biggles is a uh, fictional uh, World War II pilot from Great Britain. What? Who's also a cat? <laughs> I think I think he may have been a cat. Okay, then I'm With still the on board. No, James Bigglesworth, nicknamed Biggles, is a fictional pilot and adventurer, the title character and main hero of the Biggles series of youth-oriented adventure books written by W. E. Johns. Meow. Yeah. yeah, 1986, <laughs> Biggles Through Time, where he travels through time. Haven't you? You guys have seen Holy uh, Monty Python? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well a um, the times yeah, wide, the um uh the Spanish Inquisition. Cardinal Biggles is wearing a pilot's helmet.
3: Uh, oh, that's a that's, clever little joke. That's the, the joke. Now.
2: Yes. Okay, and it was that was the director, the that's writers.
1: The, that was the director, uh Robert M. Young, who wrote uh, stuff for Serpico, the TV series, The Woman in White. And I find it's interesting because all everybody involving this movie on the directing and writing side all has sh- movies that start with name colon more name. So, wrote <laughs> Woman in White and Starflight. The plane that couldn't land. <laughs> the bus
3: that
0: couldn't go <laughs> down. down.
1: <laughs> and uh, also, all based on the book by Alexander Key, who uh, wrote stuff like The Forgotten Door, and Conan the Future Boy, The Big Giant <laughs> Robot's Resurrection. What? Conan the Barbarian in the
3: 22nd century.
0: century B. Ding-a-ding-dong. <laughs> so-
1: Keep the heads ringing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, Conan the Future Boy, it's an anime. Huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And it has a robot in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this starred uh, Eddie Elbert of Green Acres fame as uh, Jason O'Day. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I thought I recognized him. Yeah.
1: You, well, didn't re- you, you know, you know why you recognize growing. him? Because he wasn't holding a pig. Right. <laughs> And, uh, oh that's jaja <laughs> Uh ray miland is aristotle bolt donald pleasant's i only shot four times uh lucas D- D- duranian the hell kind of name duranian duranian yeah he, he they kept calling him by his last name duranian yeah i kept i thought they were kept saying duranium
2: We've talked about Ray Maland before on the show too. I don't know if it was his death was in a tweet or if he's been in a film we've uh, profiled before.
0: Hmm. I think he gets allergic smelling hay.
1: (laughs) No, that's Eddie (laughs) Alden.
0: No, he just adores a penthouse. No, that was Jaja. Sorry. What
1: the hell are you talking about,
0: (laughs) Jalen? I love you, but give me Park Avenue.
1: So, also starring Kim Richards (laughs) as.
0: What? (laughs) <laughs> why i used to watch that show oh my god i
3: know but jesus uh, Raymond
0: watched was in Junction?
2: R- ray milan was in rich man poor man
1: hey <laughs> we have a connection hey look at that look at it's, it's almost kismet yeah that's g- a different movie kismet <laughs> all right so kim richards as tia malone ike eisenman as tony malone walter barnes as sheriff purdy rita malone. shaw in her final movie as mrs grindley we uh, she don't...
2: ran the orphanage. Yeah,
1: yeah. um, she—if you don't recognize her, she was the um matronly uh, housekeeper from Mary Poppins. Oh,
2: yeah, they got <clears throat> a lot of character actors in this.
1: Oh, yeah, and she I mean, was in a bunch Walt-
2: of or, Walter Barnes was in like every <coughs> Western. Yeah, he was the sheriff. He was in like High Plains Drifter.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, the gundown. Yeah. Also Denver Pyle as Uncle Ben.
3: Another guy who was in a ton
1: of westerns. Yeah. Alfred mm-hmm. uh, Breder as Mr. Michael John, astrologer. <laughs> yeah. Rita Shaw he was was the only
3: in, he was the only one of the cabinet that gets mentioned.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, she was in God man, um Rita Shaw. Escape, well, Escape to Witch Mountain being her last one. She was in something called The Girl Who Came Gift Wrapped. Interesting. Oh. She was in The uh, Odd Couple, Guess Who's Been Sleeping in My Bed, The Toy Game. This all sounds pretty oh. dirty, man. This is...
3: Yeah, this, this is a lot of porn titles. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: Arnie. See? Yeah. Please Don't Eat the Daisies, the man. Oh shoot. Let's see how far back this goes. I'm curious to see what her very first gig was, and it was 1952 in the Armstrong Circle Theater. And then she was That's, in Mister Peepers. That sounds hot. More porn. All right. I so, think she.
3: I think she was secretly a porn star. That's what we're
1: trying <laughs> to. I. I think you might be wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Outside I of I shot
3: four times.
1: Outside of uh, Rita Shaw her being the chest. The, her last one. Um. Bruno the Bear in this movie was only alert for about 10 minutes a day, with which the production crew had to carefully schedule with the children's two hour work schedule. Because the kids were underage and the bear was apparently intoxicated?
3: (laughs) Probably like so sedated. (laughs) That he was only able to stand for 10 minutes a day.
1: That's probably like, it.
3: Like we have to have this thing almost comatose because we're <laughs> going to have it around two 10-year-olds.
2: <laughs> Is he trained?
1: Nope. Hibernating.
3: <laughs> he doesn't up. even know he's awake.
0: He's, he's chemically rocked. hibernating.
1: <laughs> it was like sending so Josh to class in college. <laughs> he thinks he's dreaming.
3: The, the bear's walking around with a giant robe on and a
1: cup of coffee.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ties the whole room together.
1: That's like crazy. <laughs> And they, and they were only out, uh, uh, the kids were only able to work two hours a week, or two hours a day, because they were underage. Right. And so, uh, at one point, what point? One point during the fight scene between Tony and Truck, that was the uh, the angry ginger. kid. Yeah, Dermot Downs punched the bat so hard it hit Ike Eisenman in the face. And in some scenes, you can still see the bruise under his left eye. I did notice that in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Oh, that boy. kid was a douche. Yeah. What's he doing now?
0: Douche commercials. He's still working.
3: <laughs> <laughs> At least he, he was working as
2: of uh, 2013, 2014, but it looks like he's gone over to the production end. Oh, hey, good for him. Yeah, that he's... just
3: the Danny Badaduccio impression.
2: <clears throat> yeah, he's a director of photography in a lot of stuff right now. Oh, cool. Good for him.
3: Yeah, good for
1: him. Yeah, I mean, His seriously. Syndrome
3: is named after him. No, he's not.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, dude. <laughs> shut up. You're an ass. <laughs> Ding-a-dong, Pat. <laughs> All right, so... <sighs> Rita Shaw is also the debut cinema movie produced by Jerome Cortland, who previously yeah. had only produced television shows.
2: Sure, Knott's Landing, Falcon Crest, Dynasty, Hotel, I Love, love Boat.
1: Landing. Love Knott's Landing.
0: I, I noticed a trend.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of high-quality... So popular. That's what you meant, right? Don't, yeah, do not be dissing on Knott's Landing. I mean, they were very, very popular in their day. Yep. So was so Blood Sausage. Interesting comparison. <laughs> TV show Blood Sausage. So, but here's here's the trivia that actually blew me away. This is the first of five Witch Mountain movies. Now, this movie was made and released about three years before its sequel, Return from Witch Mountain, in 1978. Which, um, that one was the one who had uh, Christopher Lee and uh, Mommy Dearest in it. Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Miller, yeah. Betty Davis which <laughs> I, I said
0: Betty Midler. Betty Davis.
1: <laughs> uh, she's singing about men in leather. What the hell? Um. <laughs> But I think I'd rather watch that one. Christopher Lee and Betty Davis as the villains.
0: Yeah, Tony, you're the wind beneath my wings.
1: (laughs) So uh, later came the second sequel, the 1982's made for television, Beyond Witch Mountain. And then 1995 TV remake of the original, Escaped Witch Mountain. And then the movie we watched, uh, 2009's Race to Witch Mountain.
0: And a meme, which spawned a meme.
1: Yep. But anyway. So. All right. <clears throat> I wanna step into this by apologizing to all of you.
0: Why? Wait, did anybody find this a little creepy? The movie?
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A little bit freakier than Disney was normal.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a little off center.
2: I mean, I think that's one of the reasons I, I can tell that uh already from tone. Like I know Pat explicitly hated this. <coughs> we'll get that out of the way. And it sounds like Mike didn't care for it either. Uh n- yeah. Mike did what? not appreciate I'm not this. gonna say I'm gonna watch it again, but I appreciated it for what it was and understood why it was beloved. I mean, this is a 1975 Disney movie made for kids in that very particular 70s to early 80s style where they wanted to get the writing and the dialogue to a level where even the young children that were Disney's fan base could completely comprehend what was going on. Sure, there is some dumb stuff in there even taking that into account, and I am the first one to say, hey, I'm not going to give any bonus points for it was a different time. But it's not just that it was a different time. It's this was the way movies were made for that target audience at the time. So I cut it a little slack, and I think I liked it a lot more than I thought I would.
0: Really. I'm going to have to say that I'm in the same boat. I, despite some of the cheesiness of the effects and the the, the cardboard acting from a lot of the people in it, it, it took me back to being a kid, and it made me kind of remember what it was like to watch those Disney movies when they would air them on television or go into the theater.
1: I don't know. I think this one was just... The ni- 1970s was a little, was kind of a bad time for Disney. I think this is one of those shot in the dark type of things that they put together, which is kind of like, let's kind of do almost a horror movie for kids. Well,
2: and it obviously uh, went over, and partially because science fiction was about to blow up so huge.
0: little movie called Star Wars? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean, the kids that uh, couldn't necessarily go to see Star Wars, their parents, even if uh, they weren't comfortable taking them to see Star Wars, if that's what the kids were into, they could take them to see this. No problem. And yeah, there were some really dumb things about this. But you also have some things that I really appreciated. Like, Duranian, at the beginning, is a fairly charismatic villain. And in a lot of kids' movies, adults uh, are complete morons and nimrods, and they never believe kids. In this, most of the adults took the kids seriously, and Duranian immediately believed
1: them. Which I I took note of when it happened. Well, Duranian, I think... He was he's I think partially because of what his job is. He's supposed to be keeping an eye out for things for his boss for for, for um Aristotle Bolt. So he by has
3: nature, he's, he's not he's supposed to be open to this kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So he's right. he's got kind of got that door open where this little girl and this little boy comes over and tells him not to get in the car. Oh you know what? And and in his mind, how how tough is it to walk to the park? I'm gonna walk to the park, see what happens. And you know, gets broadsided by the uh by the tow truck immediately after and then he gets then he's like okay cool i you know this is this is i think they may have something going on with this i can understand that but Mm -hmm. for eddie albert for jason o'day to just be like oh well gosh darn you might be psychic and then just take that completely at face value
0: well but i mean his his boss had so much flour his boss had to have visual proof (laughs) and eddie albert was just trying to do them a solid you know well, right. Yeah. So
2: yeah, he I just mean, wanted them to get his flower back. Getting into the plot, you've got these two orphans who have these weird powers. Uh, the girl ca- has limited ability to tell the future, limited telepathy, uh, can talk to animals, and has some very limited telekinesis. The
3: boy, and, and, and the the thing with locks that she can do, don't forget that.
2: Right. The boy has more advanced telekinesis, but if he has to focus. Uh, beyond very basic things, he, for some reason, has to play a harmonica.
1: <laughs> Which he is... This is this is how John Popper came into being.
2: It, it's so <laughs> weird. They've got, like, Wonder Twins powers, where the kid, the boy, he got the bucket of water power. They're like, <laughs> all right, we have to find a way to make it useful, because most problems the kids could face, the girl could just do everything herself.
1: Yeah, he was the Xan to her Jaina. Yeah. Did anybody else notice that Bug-Eyed Earl also worked for uh, Mr. Bolt? Bug eyed Earl? Yeah, from, uh, remember from uh, from Red Meat comic? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy on the right looked just like Bug eyed Earl. <laughs> so, and then that's the the other thing about the, like his, his, uh, Tony's abilities. You can only envision places that we've been or that we're going to be. Bum, bum, bum. So, it's like, so <laughs> everywhere.
2: Well, not necessarily. I, I mean, mean, there's, uh, if they never go to Nepal, he can't draw Nepal. Oh, okay.
3: That's a way to know that, you know, you're somewhere you're never going to go to.
1: Yeah, I'm never going to Nepal. But I have to say, though, for... (laughs)
3: Like, you try to draw Japan, you just can't. You're like, God damn it, I'm never going to go? Really?
2: (laughs) Like, do we get out of this? Let me visualize a place. Hey, we've never been there before. I'm immortal. Because we're going there.
1: So, despite all the things floating around on strings in this movie... I have to say what? that the... What? Every
3: time he did his little harmonica... Oh, yeah. ...thing, or, everything was on strings. Or
1: everything was on strings. I mean, even beyond was the... a marionette. The marionettes were on strings. Double yeah, the strings. the
3: strings had strings.
1: Well, and I think that this was kind of a... They wanted to do a sci-fi-themed
2: film with some common things they'd already done. I mean, that marionette scene was kind of reminiscent of, like, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, Bedknobs and Broomsticks is this shit. I love that movie. Ever seen it? I, I uh, could
2: see a lot of pieces of... other Disney films put into this but as you said there was a darker edge to it and there was a lot more action
1: you know, which before, I appreciate it before we get too further I, w- I did want to say despite all the strings the effect of him drawing on the mirror with the crayon was pretty damn cool yep There were no No, strings.
3: Why why did he do that? Like, I mean, you're you're sitting in a room doing nothing but playing your harmonica. Why not just sit and draw yourself?
2: Uh, He just decided to visualize. There's these this creepy vision they both have. They don't know why they're hearing dogs that are miles away. They don't know where they're from, and it's been bugging them. Plus, he's kind of coping with his step uh, step parent. No, not step parents. uh, Foster parents' death.
1: Yeah, and they're still trying to figure out where the hell the cat came
2: from. (laughs) winky yeah winky the cat well i mean if the the girl can talk to animals it was probably the first one she tried with and just decided to keep it around Hmm.
3: looks a lot like my cat that was funny to me and it seemed to be able to
0: communicate
3: right i mean she could
2: talk to virtually any animal telepathically
3: and they go through all this trials and tribulations making sure to have the cat just at the very last minute to go okay well we're done with this cat you keep it
2: yeah yeah, I mean, there were some problems. There were some easily fixed things. Uh, the one thing I was like, okay, I'm cutting this movie a lot of slack, but the sheriff getting beaten by a shirt with a hat and a broomstick? Yeah. That's, that's a bit much for me. Yeah. When they've already established that the girl can levitate guns and hold a gun on people.
0: Mm-hmm. It was yeah. still kind of creepy.
2: Yeah, but... It almost seems to me like they wasted the scene with her using telekinesis to hold a gun on somebody where it would have been better to get them away from the sheriff. Yeah. And just use something else to get uh, away from Duranian and the chauffeur. See, because well,
3: that... it, was, it was just so, I mean, I, the, <laughs> I don't want to get off on a rant on this, but I'm do it. No, no, the dialogue was so clunky in this movie. Like, the, I mean, just at one point, you know, he's like, and hey, we don't even know our powers or whatever it was. He says, mm-hmm. "He's like, for instance, your thing with the locks. And then they go on and I'm like, gee, I wonder if that's going to come up anytime soon.
2: <laughs> well, well, yeah, but they were explicitly se- spelling everything out for kids. The dialogue in this was very much what you would find in a children's book aimed at the just getting past like easy reader stage. Yeah, well, but yeah. I, just,
3: I can't stand things that are dumbed down for kids because... I, mean, I just hey, I, I, I just remembered this
1: previously unexposed plot point. Yeah, that that was that was like uh, Tony's whole thing. Oh my god, I just remembered.
3: Yeah, you look like you're remembering something. That that cracked me up all the time too. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> every time she would stare out, you look like you're remembering something. You didn't matter. That was somebody's line every single time.
0: It, it, well, she did though. She looked like she was remembering something.
3: <laughs> I kind of want
2: to see an alternate path to this story where instead of escaping from the evil billionaire, they realize they can just mind control him and like take control of his fortune see i
1: wrote down i would love to see this movie done by clive barker
2: (laughs) it's like the two kids go along with the plan make the old guy rich why not he decides to do something evil they just control his mind and make him stop and then they have billions and billions of dollars
0: and it it could take a very
2: yeah it could take a very dark turn
0: (laughs) that would actually be pretty cool yeah maybe that's what she was thinking about
2: Maybe she saw the dark future that would take place if they took that path. I could buy that.
1: (laughs) That's your dark future.
0: I mean, it it definitely had a lot of problems, but considering the time and considering what it, who is made for it was entertaining i never got bored with it
1: i like the fact that their planet is dying and the only n- industry that they have left is making spaceships
0: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> that was funny they fixed that problem in the in the remake but that was Wait,
1: the only thing we left while well, we were doing at that point was making spaceships and like <laughs> nobody was eating anything there were nobody, nobody was to... producing food Nobody had to live anywhere. Nothing with spaceships.
0: (laughs) That's where the blue Lego guy's from,
1: I think. Talk about flooding the market. Holy cow. As far
3: as the eye could see. Nothing with spaceships.
1: It was so convenient when the world finally fell apart and destroyed itself. (laughs)
3: Everyone was was trying to gnaw on the spaceships for food.
1: <laughs> but they could escape
0: because they had a spaceship. Right.
1: The most unbelievable thing in the entire thing is the fact that he filled up a Winnebago for 10 bucks. Dude, I heard you
0: <laughs> like spaceships. So I made right? a spaceship with your spaceship in your spaceship.
1: <laughs> spaceship! <laughs> so... And that was the other thing, it's like, he's like, I've got no patience for anybody. I don't like anybody. Hey, kids, let me make you some breakfast. What? Yeah, his
3: character changed based on what page of the script they were on, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was... I mean, he just went from cantankerous to lovable, like, on a dime, all the, all the in between, like, in the same scene, even. Yeah, because he,
1: because <laughs> he was like, get away from me, kids. Oh, well, come here and hug well, me. Well, kids, you what, better get what? out of that truck. We better get you some food. Where's our cat? Fuck the cat. Don't know where he is. It's like,
0: he's making spaceships. I mean, <laughs> but, but you think about it i think somebody one of you made a point of this earlier that disney had a track record and they got to a certain point after like the kurt russell period where they started cranking out stuff and it wasn't so much quality as it was quantity And so there was some things that that are revered and remembered and loved, but that eh, weren't really that great. And And, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you can't say that this was a failure. Yeah, It was remade five times. Obviously, it
1: uh, struck a chord somewhere. Well, I think it was remade five times by people that don't really remember how it was. I mean, because I was talking about it at work, and a lot of people were like, oh, man, I love that movie. I thought That was great. When I was a kid, I thought that was the best movie ever. And I'm just like, you may want to watch it again. Yeah, watch it now. <laughs> yeah, you may – there might have been something wrong with you. There was – so, no, but just... that
0: we found that though to be true as we've come through this. There's some things that we remember fondly that we watch them again and they hold up. And there's other things we remember fondly and we're like, man.
1: Oh yeah, we, I... we selectively remember everything. I mean it's like it's I mean, even Tron. When you know we look watch Tron, you know, there's so many things that I remembered the original Tron being fantastic and this and that. I'm like, you know, it's a little more there's a lot of parts that I just really just kind of tuned out when I was a kid because they just didn't, they weren't cool enough for me to, to remember them, I guess. Well, well, did and any? How many, oh,
0: go ahead. oh, I was going to say, and how many things that, that you watch once after that initial kind of, oh, happens, you watch it again and you're like, I already know what happens and the rest of it doesn't matter anymore. Hmm. Oh my
2: my right. question for all of us is, did any of us grow up with this as, like, a film that we cared about as a kid? Nope. No, nope, nope. no me either. First
0: time I
3: saw
2: it, yeah.
0: First time I saw it. Yeah.
2: So I And I don't know. I, I ended up liking it, and I think I would have loved it if it was something that I'd been shown when I was, like, six or seven. Oh, I'm sure I would have. I mean, I'm I mean, sure who doesn't want
0: to be a kid with powers? It's yeah. an alien that, from a spaceship building planet.
1: That beats up on gingers.
0: And sings ding a dong ding-a-dong. You know that kid got his just desserts. He should have. He they should have had the cabal come and take him out.
3: This movie, in my professional opinion, stunk.
0: <laughs> well, wow.
3: Yeah, yeah. I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you didn't even like Eddie Albert? Oh, he's so
1: likable.
3: Well, like I said, his character was so inconsistent. I mean, it just.
1: Yeah, I like Eddie Albert. I don't like Jason O'Day. Right. Ah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Now, eventually, they get. And to... why
3: did you buy so much flour? I'm going to say it again. <laughs>
1: He was going to make a bunch of pancakes. He really for... likes pancakes, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> he was building so, a spaceship. And then... Was, He's
3: like, I'm going to go survive driving around the country with me and my flower. He's yeah. just eating flour by the cup. <laughs> he misunderstood
1: the whole flower power concept. <laughs> then they have the big chase at the end, and they go see Uncle Beignet.
3: Yeah, that, I was tired of hearing about Uncle Beignet. Then
1: the... Uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't like Uncle Beignet. I don't... Uncle Beignet looked kind of... <laughs> I expected him to drive off in a like a windowless van with free candy on the sides. It was just There right.
3: was a very creepy vibe to him, yes. Yeah,
1: Uncle Benny. I've got you now, kids. You find any more kids like this, you bring them to me. <laughs> you set <send> them <laughs> on the, You go and scour the countryside for kids yes. for me. And now that well, I know no. what I'm looking for, I'll bring you more kids. Oh, good. Kids love, kids love Flour.
2: <laughs> it didn't help that Uncle Benet had kind of an elderly Gary Busey thing going yes, on. He us. did,
1: right? yeah. Holy crap! He holy he did. And
0: we should talk about the spaceship itself.
1: Okay, no, no, no. Before we talk to this, we'll talk about the spaceship. I- Let's talk about the upside-down helicopter. Yeah, oh well, before even that, <laughs> I want to go back to the whole... Okay. Why life. did he
3: have to play a harmonica in order to move things? That bugged the crap out of me. Because Har- he
0: forgot how to do it the Because harmonicas
1: way. Yeah, were why, huge I mean, why, in 1975. Why, why, why? For the movie, why? Why? <laughs> it could I have been worse. It could have been a slide whistle. I can see that.
3: <laughs> a harpsichord. He's got to pull a harpsichord around with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> so I'm just like, I mean... Let
0: me get my theremin.
3: <laughs> so he's... I mean, he's strangely, oddly, weirdly levitating himself up and, and playing the harmonica for the sheriff. And the guy can't hear the harmonica, first of all. Well, it was...
1: Like, think about where they were. Maybe harmonica music was just like a normal thing during the day.
3: Could be. That <laughs> it
4: would that. still... Go. Yeah, he was living in Space
1: Quest. And, he was living in Space Quest. And those... <laughs> And I'm just saying for a, okay, I don't care what town you're in. If the sheriff comes out and says, we got to kill these kids. Don't you think out of the 30 guys, there would have been one that said, you know what? I think you may be overreacting a bit. Are you
3: are you sure you haven't been drinking a little yeah.
1: bit? <laughs> these Did you witch kids. Again?
3: Like yeah, you're trying to convince us that a broom and a coat attacked you, so let's go kill these kids.
2: <laughs> well, the town was entirely populated by the disco henchmen of every movie <laughs> of the nineteen
1: seventies. <1970s. laughs> well they gotta live somewhere with the mullet <laughs> Yes! Yes. <laughs> It just got me how, how enthusiastic all those guys were.
3: Yeah, we're going on a kid-killing. <laughs> just, just another kid-killing down here at Witch Mountain.
1: Right, and that's why I won't sleep in Alabama.
0: And then there's the upside-down helicopter that lands perfectly.
1: That fucking stupid... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing was is when the when the spaceship flies away they're just like well the kids are gone yeah leave the helicopter we'll drive home they just left it there in the middle of the field he got in the car and they drove away
3: (laughs) well guess that helicopter's done and the
1: farmer comes (laughs) out he's like god damn it again
3: (laughs) why does this guy keep leaving all his upside down helicopters out here
1: i gotta move from which mountain but yeah, the the green screen stuff is terrible. Like,
3: why did we? Why did we both say Castaway? And then, and then like the, the ingenious plot, like oh, well, we're gonna solve everything by just calling information and asking for a Mr. Castaway. <laughs>
0: D- despite
1: all that, I anyway. Despite so... all that,
3: despite everything that, like every minute of the movie that sucked. <laughs> despite all that.
1: Despite the entire movie, it was okay. <laughs>
3: it if we was... discount 127 of the 131 running minutes,
1: it was, was nostalgia.
2: Yeah, no, I I like I said, it is riddled with problems. But I despite that, I ended up enjoying it. And not overwhelmingly. It's more of a thumb sideways slightly turned up.
3: Yeah. Complete complete side note here, just uh, not even about the movie. Uh Kim Richards, who played Tia, mm-hmm. uh she is Paris Hilton's aunt.
2: What? she
1: was what? also in uh,
3: Black Snake Moan. Yep.
1: Yep. What?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still working. She's uh, in Sharknado Three as well.
0: Yep. they both are. Well, they're both still working. Yeah, actually, the the t- uh, Tony of Tony and Tia's wedding. Uh, he was in um the remake, but
3: so was Tina. Yeah. Oh, was well,
0: she from... Tia? Isn't it Tia?
3: Well, they were they were called Anthony and, and Tina in the remake.
0: Right. Oh, I, well, I, every time I heard him say Tony and Tia, I kept thinking of Tony and Tia's what Tina's wedding. I was like, that's creepy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I. I would have loved it when I was a kid, but at the same time, this is about the same time that uh, Pete's Dragon came out, and that scared the crap out of me. So <laughs> I might have just gotten scared the crap out of this too. So
2: that hmm. your brother survived RoboCop. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Think we know who the tough one in that family is?
1: He'd have to be. <laughs> Look at all the shit we
2: put him through. <laughs> right? Matthew sits through RoboCop. Mike watches Puff the Magic Dragon and walks out bawling. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See. My whole thing was, like, why are you going to waste your time watching the Witch Mountain? movies as when there's movies like you know time bandits out there
1: 1975
3: no i'm just saying in general like there are movie, there are other movies out there that are better to watch
0: I time bandits was much later
3: time yeah, bandits and, was 81 i know yeah yeah and not really what i'm just saying like i mean I'm, i didn't that's why i didn't say the first one i said <laughs> the whole witch mountain series why would you watch that when there's better movies out there i just threw one movie out as an example i wasn't saying that as my entire argument
2: i gotcha well i i think it was because it was such a hit partially because it followed a disney model And it was flash in the pan, right place, right time, science fiction in the mid 70s it made a ton of money, and Disney likes money, so yeah. they just kept making them, and people are like, oh, I remember that. The kids liked it. I'll take them to the next one.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to see what else came out this year. I mean, besides uh, Tommy and Shampoo, uh, Adventure of the Wilderness Family, um, <laughs> A Boy and His Dog, but that's not a kids movie. No. Um,
2: Definitely not. S- s-
1: Return of the Pink Panther, The Story of Oh, that's not a kids movie. Nope. Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. What the hell? No. Ma- Mandingo? That is... No. So- Super Vixen? What the hell? Co- what was... And then the Apple Dumpling Gang. Okay, there you go. Oh, there you go. And then something called Coonskin. No. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know that one. Okay. <laughs> 75? Oh, and... But my point being... Oh, you know what else came out us... in 75? The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother. But, I mean,
3: what my point being, like, none of us were watching this movie as children because it was, you know, too early for all of us. I'm talking about just, like, in general, like, the franchise itself, I don't understand.
1: Why they kept remaking it?
3: Well, well I don't understand why it was so popular, why people liked it and watched it. I don't understand that. I don't understand why it got to this point. But there's a lot of things I don't understand, like Fifty Shades of Grey, for instance.
1: Or The Story of O.
3: Oh, I understand that.
1: So... No, you know what I that's, think
3: it is. That's the show in Vegas. Yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's what what we're what we are basically talking about. It's people watched it when they were kids. They thought it was awesome. They're like, you know what? And they have the ability to remake a movie. Let's remake this movie. I loved it when I was a kid. And then they watch it and they're like, oh, and it gets changed. You know what? I remember it being just a little bit better than that. And then they make and another I'm not, one. I'm
3: not trying to just be an asshole, I, I, but I, I really well, no, think it's all natural like, for you. Yeah, even yeah, when I was a yeah. kid, I wouldn't have liked this movie.
1: Well, we've established that when you were a
0: kid, you were like 42. (laughs) Right. Right. I was one when this came out. Well,
3: I, I hated it. It's to me when I was a kid. You know, I hated stuff that was made for kids and and like, you know, I mean,
2: I don't know. Well, that explains why you wouldn't like this cuz this was very very explicitly made for kids. Oh yeah. Right. At a kids level in a time where they probably dumbed down films more than they needed to. Definitely. So, yeah, I, I do mean, think at like
0: Mandingo.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That wasn't Disney? No. <laughs> it's Mandingo. Mandingo.
3: You're thinking of Rango, but that wasn't Disney either.
0: And that was much, much, much later.
1: So
2: I, I think I've said all I can about this. Do we just go into the break bitterly divided and
1: see if uh, we agree anymore on uh, the remake? I wouldn't say bitterly divided. I think this would make an amazing drinking game. <laughs>
2: Every what time Teal looks like, like she's remembering
1: team. something, finish <laughs> your drink. Oh wait, you got to write that down. Every there you go. Every call. time they
3: talk about Uncle Benye.
1: that's right. Every time uh, Jason O'Day has a personality flip, drink. <laughs> Every time the cat does something creepy. Every time he plays a harmonica, everybody drinks.
3: Every every time you see a string.
1: Ooh, that would take you down quick. The marionettes dancing scene was pretty cool. The, all the, though the clown dancing puppet was terrifying. Yeah, I don't I, even. I, I fast forwarded through that. I got
3: tired of it after like thirty seconds.
1: See, that was kind of weird because they had that kind of like, oh, we got to toss in a little bit of cuteness here.
3: Exactly what it felt like to me. I'm like, I'm like, this is just a, a, a stupid little scene thrown in for no reason.
1: And if they were smart, they would have put drugs in the ice cream
3: because <laughs> apparently that was their weakness. Yeah, it works you for the them prisoner. Ice cream and you'll get them to do anything. The prisoner. And I felt
0: works for Uncle Beignet.
3: <laughs> I personally felt like the whole aliens thing was just kind of shoehorned in there all of a sudden i like, thought it was
2: pretty obvious from the beginning that they were aliens i thought I think-
3: that, like they they should have done a better job of pushing the storyline in that direction because it it seemed kind of it seemed I kind of they abrupt, were like for the for, for the audience, it seemed kind of you know obvious, but it was just like in the movie itself, it just it almost seemed like kind of forced there at like the last thirty minutes. Suddenly, they're like, "Oh, oh, that's what our memories are. We're aliens. We gotta go." I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Well,
1: I don't know. Maybe they maybe they have actually maybe they actually were witches okay and then they discovered that they tested it people don't like witches let's turn them into aliens but they had already made the posters and they didn't want and to throw and, and, and out and all honestly, those posters kind
3: of what it felt like to me it felt like almost like a script change hmm.
1: I definitely a flaw and one among many
2: uh, specifically that you've mentioned that i believe are addressed in the remake and uh when we come back i guess we'll talk about how
1: yeah all right so uh we're gonna take a little break and then come back and talk about the 2000. I forgot again. Nine. nine. Yep. Nine race to Witch Mountain. See you in a little bit. All right, ding-dongs, we're back. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Ring-a-ding. ding-a-ding-a-dong-a. This is going to be stuck in my head for a couple days, I bet. I yeah, most likely. Yeah, so we are on to Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, this is the remake with The Rock Johnson and um, uh, a couple other people in there. A little some interesting, uh, interesting choices. And uh, this came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. A Las Vegas cabbie enlists the help of a UFO expert to protect two siblings with paranormal powers from the clutches of an organization that wants to use the kids for their nefarious plans. Brr, brr, brr. That's kind of a crappy summary of what happened in the movie. It really is. <laughs> It's kind of a terrible one, yeah. Uh, but this is directed by Andy Fickman, who's known for *Jutopia* and The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which has not which, been released yet.
0: No, it's out. It's on blu right now. But oh. it's, uh, that one I've heard. I've had it, and I'm supposed to review it for the CreeperCast, and it's, I've heard
1: a lot of really good things about it. Hmm. Oh. I have a copy here, actually. Oh, very nice. Right there in your sweaty little hands. And then uh, writing credits. What? <laughs> Matt Lopez where are, where are sweaty? Well, Have you ever held Joel's hand? Who I'm... hasn't? Yeah. That's why they're so sweaty <laughs> <laughs> He's got like some kind of fungus um, Matt Lopez, who's known for uh, Bedtime Stories and The Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, And Gothica, the TV show? Didn't realize hmm. there was such what? a thing I know, right? Uh, and Mark Bomback uh, Who also worked on Total Recall, the remake Live Free or Die Hard and Wolverine So, got some good... Um, some good backing on the writing on this one. So in this one, Dwayne Johnson plays Jack Bruno, the aforementioned cabby. Uh, Anna Sofito, Anna Sofia Robb plays Sarah, which I initially thought that she was the girl from Insurgent.
2: Oh, I could see She's, that they've got similar face shapes.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Alexander Ludwig is Seth. Carla Gugliano as Gugino. Gugino as Dr. Alex Friedman. Hell. Ciaran Hines as Burke. Tom Everett Scott playing a real dick as Matheson. This was kind of hard for me to see this uh, because every time I see him, I think of that thing you do. (laughs) I'm like, why is he being such a jerk? He's a drummer. So, uh, Chris Marquette as Pope. Billy Brown as Carson. And Gary Marshall as Dr. Donald Harlan. Is that Penny Marshall's dad? Yeah. Brother. Okay. (laughs) He's got to be dead. So, uh, but yeah. So, um, One, lots of science fiction nods in this one, Mm -hmm. all over the place. Um, In fact, the main title editing team put in Morse code, put Morse code into the sound mix uh, that says, please turn off your cell phones. Nice. Down in the beginning. And then Siphon, the alien assassin uh, tracking the children and Jack is referred to as Duranian series. And Mr. Duranian was the principal villain of the original Escape to Witch Mountain.
3: Oh, I didn't even catch that.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I missed that as well. Uh, Meredith Salinger plays Natalie, Natalie Gann in this movie, and she also played the lead in The Journey of Natty Gann, uh, a John Cusack film that, uh, was made in 1985 when she was a kid. So. And I oh, caught that. Yeah. Also, Ike Eisenman and Kim Richards, the actors who played the children in the original movies, both appear in this movie in the same scene. Eisenman is Sheriff Anthony in the bar, and Richards is Tina the Waitress. In the original, their names were Tony and Tia. So they snuck everybody in this one. hmm Yeah. Then the opening, very X-Files-ish. Except Donald Pleasant's because he passed away. Yeah, it's true. But uh no, I mean is whereas they kind of in the original, they kind of were like, Ooh, are they witches? Are they aliens? What's the thing? In this one, they're like, they're aliens. Yeah. Yep. I appreciated that much more. Oh yeah. In fact, I was halfway through I was expecting just like, give me three frames of just the aliens guy. Ali- <laughs>
0: aliens. aliens. I was expecting them halfway through to go, they're witches.
1: <laughs> they would just totally f- flip-flop everything around on you. Right. Yeah, why not? You know, I mean,
2: this was obviously made with love by someone that re- watched the original and was like, okay, I love the original, but there were some things that sucked. And they specifically went out to fix many of the things that were wrong with the original story and tell a slightly different story And actually just make an action-adventure movie with some of the same elements.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got the basic plotline of two mysterious kids need to get to X with the help of random dude with a car. Uh-huh. Who,
3: of course, is always a badass somehow. Well... Wouldn't be much of a movie if you know. as Soon as the cops show up, he's like, "Okay, go ahead, take him." <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know if Jason O'Day was a bad. I know, I was you definitely thinking get a upgrade for Jack Bruno. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was
3: thinking specifically of The Rock.
1: Well, I don't know, Jason O'Day. If you get a bag of flour in his hands, man, he can take out ten <laughs> men. So yeah, so you've got Dwayne Johnson as Jack Bruno, who is the mysterious cab driver with some weird ties and driving ability. I know, I know. I, I liked, I liked the nod that okay. They they give over the explanation that this taxi driver is going to be able to pull off all these incredible stunts, but basically saying, OK, he used to be a wheelman.
2: Yeah. And giving him uh, a criminal past, one of the things that I really liked about this, unlike the first one, is that the opposition was remarkably competent. Yes. And they had to have certain things happen, like at certain points. Uh, Jack Bruno's past has to intervene. Otherwise, the bad guys get them.
0: Right. If the but there siphon, was no upside down helicopter.
2: <laughs> if the siphon doesn't show up at certain points, the bad guys get them. If uh, Jack Bruno isn't distracted by his past, the bad guys get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, I, I was very impressed that it, nobody acted incredibly irrationally in this one, which is even unusual for a modern action movie, not just a remake of something from the 70s. Yep.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: la- did anybody find it interesting that the shift of focus was from the kids? to the, the cab driver the movie was more about him in a lot of ways than it was about them
3: oh not in a, just a lot of ways up I in mean, almost every way yeah because he was of, the main driving force and they just kind of they wouldn't have succeeded without him
2: yeah a lot of films try to throw in the voice of the audience character but if, if that's a really risky proposition to have someone who reacts to the action uh they tried to do it in the matrix uh with the guys like oh i'm eating popcorn ah. and everyone hated the character dwayne johnson is not only like the focus character but he's also sort of the voice of the audience he is reacting to all of the weird stuff that's happening to wait, him
1: Wait, i'm eating the popcorn what wait what was it i don't remember that guy what, what did i, I miss? think
2: it was uh, in the second one um there was a guy, literally, who was like popping popcorn. Anyway, okay. Go. <laughs> I've, I've
3: never seen anything other than the first Matrix, so <laughs> just,
2: That's
3: funny. I just,
1: I just, just some sitting in the restaurant. I love popcorn. <laughs> 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 I know it's fake, but I love it. Um, so yeah, no, um, I agree with you, Josh. It's like, like you said, this one was made by somebody who had went back, like I said before, let's remake Witch Mountain. Okay, cool. Let's go back and watch. And they watched it and everybody had a whole pile of notes on how to, how Jason O'Day really shouldn't have a flower fetish and how the (laughs) uncle shouldn't be a pedophile. Um, you know, and they fixed all that stuff up and they came up with this one. I think they needed the, I guess, best way to dra- I think his Jack Bruno's character is the put upon guy just trying the bootstrapper type of guy he's trying to bring himself back from what he used to be type of thing so you get that sympathy for him on there uh but everybody whereas everybody in the first one you know Jason O'Day took oh you two are psychic well that's just great you know it's there was no astoundedness to it in this one i liked his reaction to everything just a little bit better as the Two kids driving in, a, in, you know, in a taxi. You owe me this much money. And he hands him this wad of bills, and he's like, "Yeah, that's not odd." <laughs> no, it's there's this. There's no, no way this is going to end badly. Yeah, I know. Two teenage kids, and yeah. a stack of money. <laughs> yeah, don't walk into the refrigerator. That, is- that
3: was my fa- That was my favorite line. Was actually, don't step into the pimped up fri- refrigerator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think he knows that something's going on, but it's established that he's so desperate that he is do- not really in a position to ask too many questions
3: mm-hmm. until he absolutely just has to.
2: Yeah. until it's like too weird. And then they look like they're in danger and he can't really leave them that way.
3: He's definitely got a protective side to him that, um, marks him as not fit for the crime syndicate career.
2: Yeah. I don't know if that's as a reaction, uh, to what happened to him when he was a driver for the mob or, uh, maybe it was something that changed while he was in prison.
3: I think it's just an inherent character flaw.
1: Hmm.
2: Character flaw of uh, being
1: too good. Yep. You know what I think? I think I need to go out and get myself some nationwide insurance.
3: <laughs> right? <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered at one point, I'm like, I wonder how much they paid for
1: that. Because it was, you know what I found interesting about the product placement of this one? Especially for nationwide, it was like when they're driving, he gets out of the car and he looks at the side of the car and the, it's just torn to pieces, and he's like, oh, oh darn, and then he puts his hand right on the nationwide insurance sign and leans on it. Good I'm thing
3: just, my billboard is still safe. I know,
1: I'm just like, could you, why don't you just put a big red arrow?
3: <laughs> Would it be great if he looked at it he goes, I'm glad to know you're still on my side. <laughs> well,
0: that's because kids love insurance, so. Oh, uh,
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: That kids love more than an actuarial table.
0: <laughs>
2: what, what's funny is that didn't register with me at all, because that's just cabs, like
1: ads right? all over them.
3: Oh, now, yeah. I mean, it would have been weirder if it didn't have an ad on it. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it, what I found weird about it is that no matter which angle, the way they had the sign rigged up is no matter which angle you saw the cab, the nationwide, in- saw that nationwide, nationwide. nationwide insurance was right there on the top, <laughs> you know, when they're driving away. It just That's what I noticed. It's a big triangular sign. You know, it's... It's so they made but sure that is that. how they
3: are designed in Vegas. Like, the-
1: well, I guess they're, if they're true to form, that's even yeah, better. But it's very accurate. I'll definitely say Nationwide got their money's Although, worth from this one.
3: Most of them are for strip clubs. So,
1: yeah, no, well, that would be even better. Nationwide
0: <laughs> is on your lap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got a just kind of uh, he gets his taxi all jacked up, looks up, and there's a strip club thing. At least I got a wad of hundreds. <laughs> Gets in the car, drives off, end of movie. No, and the earth dies screaming. (laughs) Well, then you get they get go into the fridge and they find the giant alien flan, and it's I hmm, I don't know how I feel about the flan.
2: Well, it was an experiment to show that in any condition, even the conditions on their alien world. That the environment could be regenerated using technology that they had access to didn't understand but could test on earth, okay so that that was kind of the driving force when they finally reveal what's going on is that they're just here trying to save both the earth and their planet, which is pretty cool
1: yeah so Tom Woodruff Jr. played siphon. why do I know that name?
3: I, think I you don't think know Tom Woodruff senior.
1: I never heard of him. Me either. Oh well, he's been in Alien versus Predator, Aliens, The Terminator. He's more. a big
3: bad stuntman. Type yeah, of bad he. he well, yeah, things.
1: he was always apparently in a. His uh, spe- creature designer, special effects. Uh. I,
2: the name's familiar to me too, and I'm I'm trying to track it down. So I'm being so quiet. He,
3: he's got a sounds like he's got a good record. He like designs his own costumes that he's gonna wear in your movie. <laughs>
2: Well plus he's <clears throat> freaking huge
1: I
3: mean, yeah that he's like hire me I'll design the suit and I'll start and I'll be in the suit for you two two for one
1: now he was he was okay so characters that he's made as as his filmography is special effects credits the Terminator special effects uh, he the creature effects coordinator for aliens. Um, he did some stuff for Amazing Stories, The Monster Squad, uh, Leviathan Tremors. He was a creature, ef- creature effects designer and creator. Did he create the Tremors? Oh, that's awesome. Demolition Man, what? Death Becomes Her.
2: Oh, he was Goro in a, a Mortal Kombat film. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't think he was Goro. I think he was the guy who designed him. No, if you also look at his credits for actor
2: further down. Oh, okay. He was uncredited as the guy in the Goro suit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it looks like this guy is a a brilliant effects guy that happens to be a physical monster. And he's one of the few guys that can tower over the uh, action movie stars.
1: And he played Batman in something called Mattress of Solitude.
2: Yeah, he's constantly playing devils and big aliens and gorillas.
1: <laughs> Look, he's got gorilla on here like five or six times. Hey, Patrick, he was Pumpkinhead. <gasps> <Ugh. laughs> oh, Ugh. yeah. He he was a graboid in uh, Tremors. He was the lead alien in Alien 3. Yeah. Wow, guys got he was a Stevie the gorilla in Chicago Hope, yeah, I completely forgot to that's look crazy. up his
2: name, but I noted at the time that this was a dude that made Dwayne Johnson look
1: tiny. Yeah, that's awesome. So okay, moving on. so they're getting hunted down by siphon Tom Woodruff. uh I always expected did I expected some sort of reveal when they finally took off the mask.
3: Oh, yeah. It was just siphon?
1: Yeah.
2: What it was gonna be, whether it was
1: gonna be a robot or a creature or what. I expected it to be Tom O'Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you some pancakes.
3: Did <laughs> he pulled the mask off of just a giant bag of flour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so then they go they go, uh they're getting chased down by Siphon. And they explain that, you know, they are a dying planet. They're trying to uh, re-terraform the Earth, save their planet, save both planets. They have to get home to uh, try and tell them not to attack the Earth. So then they take him to Dr. Friedman at the UFO convention, which is You're leaving out a huge plot point. what did I just miss?
2: The entire fact that the entire U.S. government is chasing him the
1: whole way.
2: Yeah, shades
3: Uh, on his team. That's not necessary. We don't need to talk about that.
1: (laughs) I just just assumed that was, like, known.
2: And the fact that the guy who's in charge of this, like, black ops special alien task force... Like, it's just on point. Anytime anyone uses a cell phone, passes a camera, he knows exactly where they are and can dispatch... Agents to them in minutes. Hmm.
3: The fact that he doesn't end up with them immediately is pretty interesting. I mean he (laughs) should have.
2: Yeah, it's a series of coincidences and just a better than expected driving out of Dwayne Johnson's character. Partially, at one point he faces off with them and he only runs from them because he believes that they're henchmen of the mob boss he used to work for.
1: Yeah. That's and actually I like that whole scene where he's apologizing to the kids and the kids are like, What are you talking about? So and, and Burke's line, he's like, this is
3: just a cab driver, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, as a way as, especially in Disney movies, as a way as government agents go, these guys were really efficient. You know, they were a lot better than, you know, better than I expected them to be. In fact, I liked the uh, the scene at the bar where where uh they he tells him you know there's got a lot of guns walking in the front door right now and the sheriff stops him dead in his tracks and he's just like no you're not going any further and very cool that he didn't like i was expecting him to like taser the you know take down the the sheriff or something like that but he was very cool with that whole scene
2: right cuz dumb government agents do that all the time in movies even though that would never happen right no and, and they just consistently did not insult the audience's intelligence and i honestly don't think i've ever seen government agents be this effective in any other movie where the government agents aren't the protagonists, mm.
3: true. Well, um, Enemy of the State. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose that's that's an exception. You're right. No, it's pretty good. But uh, but yeah, no. They and you know even the what was the name of the little guy who they refused to give the gun to Pope Pope. Yeah, Chris Marquette.
3: Dude, I told you I need a gun. <laughs> Dude, no, you don't.
1: <laughs> and uh, and that was another thing. If you're going to come in packing into any any bar. Right outside of you know, Nevada, pretty much everyone's going to be packing in that place. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everybody pretty much was. Very, you know, staying true to form there. So, uh, yeah, so then they... More chasing. There's a lot of chasing.
2: Yeah, I mean, they wanted to focus on the car chase scenes from the original because with a driver as a uh, main character, I mean, that's going to be your big action. Your your car chase, car versus spaceship, car versus government agent, et cetera, et cetera.
3: You're not going to bother setting up a backstory of a, a car thing and have it all be on foot. This is, this guy's a driver. Well, oh, Let's put him on boats. No. Well,
2: that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it it's a cruise line to witch
3: mountain <laughs> what was the 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 show on the simpsons where there's like there's always a canal <laughs> <laughs>
0: walk to witch mountain slowly <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, did we broach the subject of what which mountain actually
1: turns out to be? Not yet. We haven't got that part. Okay. Sorry.
2: No, we've pretty much caught up with uh, everyone heading to when they realize that uh, the siphons found them and has destroyed some of the research but not, uh, not the part they really needed. They need to talk to someone who can help. And they know the U.S. government has their ship and they need to get off the planet. And they also know that uh, Jack Bruno, while an amazing cabbie, doesn't know where the government might take a stolen spaceship. Fortunately, uh, there is a major extraterrestrial convention in town, and Jack Bruno actually transported someone who might be able to help. Carla Gugino's character, Dr. Alex Friedman.
3: The lovely Carla.
0: Mm -hmm. She still looks amazing. Yep. Meh. (laughs) She's an attractive woman. I agree. She's nerdy.
1: So they hunt her down, find her at the the convention, and then, sorry, then they find their fellow ufologist, Dr. Donald Harlan, as we said, a nod to Harlan Ellison, who then immediately uh, sued them for the reference of his name.
0: What? That's shitty.
1: (laughs) Isn't he the one who's suing everybody? Who who am I thinking of?
2: Yeah, that's Harlan Ellison. Okay.
1: Uh, Who then tells him that the spaceship was taken to the secret California base, Witch Mountain, because that doesn't sound secret at all.
0: And <laughs> you, you did a good Gary Marshall there, your impression.
1: Is that
2: what I was doing? <laughs> kind of like it. There's a couple of awesome things going on at the uh, UFO convention, too, where uh, the, first, the government agents don't catch them because the siphon shows up and attacks them, but the way he attacks them is he steps out onto the stage where there's this weird sci fi melodrama going on, and everyone just thinks he's a badass in costume. And when the kids use their powers to take him out, they think it was all part of the show.
0: Best convention ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the recurring stormtrooper guys.
3: Yeah. You know and what he keeps taking their guns away from him. <laughs> War when... blasters, I'm sorry.
1: When did Disney sure. buy Star Wars? When I'm, did lo- when? I'm looking that up. Uh, oh
2: when okay. Did they buy him? Uh just recently. Yeah.
1: Right? Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Okay. A few years off. So cause I was just like I for some reason I thought that was around the time when Disney had bought that. I'm like, all right, we get it. You own Star Wars now. Stop running <laughs> in our faces. But no, that that was that was kind of full out though. Cool. Uh, and oh what were their names in Oh, what if their names were tag and bink? That would have been great. So <laughs> That would be awesome.
2: Um but, yeah, from them showing up in his cab at the beginning of the movie and him taking their blasters away. And then uh, as he's getting manhandled by the uh, mob bosses, flunkies, they show up again to taunt him. And he takes their guns away and uses them to beat up the <laughs> mob
0: henchmen. This All was... the way to the last scene at the, in the credits. They're still there.
3: Yep. The last scene that I missed. Dang it. So
0: getting back to the plot, I guess what
2: happens next is using the contacts that Dr. Friedman has in the science fiction community. She actually knows where the Witch Mountain base is, and it's about the only place their ship could possibly have been held. So it's time to break into an ultra secure mountain fortress from Close Encounters of the Third
1: Kind. Right. Because there were so many... Um, nods to different sci-fi stuff in this movie.
0: Yeah, all the way through it. What was the other thing that, that was not just uh Close Encounters? It was something else too, wasn't it?
1: Oh, the Devil's Tower. Yeah. No, I think I think the only thing that would be would be um Close Encounters. I mean, that's was
3: Devil's Tower tower <laughs> was Devil's Tower in another movie? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's been
1: in yeah. other movies, but I can't I can't recall any like sci-fi that it would be. St- would be uh outside of close encounters that it would be
0: i thought there was another one for some reason i don't know why okay
1: so i do have to say for as smart as uh jack bruno has been in this entire movie him attempting to take on an entire squad of military uh I guess, yeah. Black Ops. Oh,
2: well. <laughs> Not his brightest move, but no. he does better than you'd think he
1: would. Yeah, he lasted a whole, like, maybe 10, 15 seconds before they knocked him down. But, I mean, definitely more than I could, but... <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, he took out two trained soldiers who had guns
1: trained on him. That's true. Yeah. But pretty much was down on his knees pretty quick, but gave the kids their time.
0: Day the Air Stood Still, that was another one that was referenced. That's oh, that was I, when was you
1: something. saw the ship. Yeah, yeah, I the, got confused. Yeah, the ship was day the, was a definite, rip, I wouldn't say rip-off, but definite... Homage? Homage? Yeah. It, can it be an homage when it's blatantly the exact same ship? Yeah. Okay. I then think it was so. That was an homage. Yeah, because it's... I mean, that...
3: It's, and... it's an homage.
1: <laughs> what, was what was that? It's an Italian alien.
3: No, it's from uh, from a movie.
0: Sorry. I thought that was his uh, Gary Marshall impersonation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now the fight begins. Finally get the mask off the uh, the alien uh, messenger. Or the alien... Uh, what do call it? Assassin. Assassin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they managed to steal the ship out from under the noses of the uh, government agents only because the assassin shows up again and basically starts taking the army out.
3: Yeah. But... Yeah, they're not having any effect on him at all.
2: No, they really aren't. And you have that awesome scene where after fighting his way uh, away from his guards back into the uh, installation... If they get the kids. Jack and Doctor Alex uh join hands with the military, and like one guy cracks under the pressure and starts shooting, and then they all start shooting. And uh, the kid he's not Tony in this one. What is his name? Uh, Seth. Seth st- stops all the bullets before they're gunned down. Which, that was a pretty cool effect.
1: Oh, I don't know. I thought the bullets looked so cartoony. I thought the bullets for the for all the effects that they've had in this movie up to this point, I thought the bullets were the weakest point.
3: The one, the one where he stood in front of the tr- uh, the SUV was a really good effect.
1: That's yeah, that was good too. Yeah, but no, I mean honestly, com- compared to the first one, the effects were amazing. There was no upside down helicopters, but I can forgive that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and by the end, Cipher makes
2: it onto their ship. They have a climactic fight, three way fight between Seth, Jack Bruno, and Cipher. Oh, Cypher's shit. destroyed in the engine.
0: I thought they were gonna. Try, I thought he was gonna show his good side and try and give him another shot. Like that, he realized that he wasn't a total like robot. He it was, was funny
3: when he's just, saving him. He's like, "You want to pull him up?" And then, uh-uh, and he, blah,
0: and then and they just, they just totally him. kill the shit out of him. Yeah.
3: Yep. yep. I liked
0: that. It surprised me a little bit.
1: When people, when they actually do what you think they're supposed to do at the time. Right. It
3: surprised me that he was, like, actually going to try and save him. I was like, what? Come on. And then he dropped him. I was like, yeah, it's better. Well, that
2: might have been his reflex. It's just like, I don't let people fall off. Wait, this isn't people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this thing's been trying to kill me.
0: And it was nearly successful on several occasions. Yeah.
2: So and I thought it was actually pretty well thought out. Also, the whole reason that he needed to come to the planet was because their own planet, the military was just like, no, we're not going to find a peaceful solution to fix our planet. We're just going to go there, kill all the earthlings and take theirs. Whereas their parents were part of the peaceful scientific faction where they could make sure the peaceful solution worked so long as the research got back to the planet in time.
0: So the enemy was themselves. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. dun. All in
3: all. The coming from inside your house.
0: <laughs> the rock is in your house. <laughs> I need closure on that anecdote. I mean,
2: overall, like all of the acting was good. Yeah. Uh, the, I, there wasn't a wooden actor in the bunch. The, the script was competent. This was way better than I thought it
0: had any right to be. Yep. Yeah. From the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is going to be a lot of fun, I think.
1: Well, I think they skipped over that whole, the whole mysteriousness of it. I mean, there was no, ooh, what's, what are these kids, you know, what is their background really? There was no, like, what are they? It was, like, at the very beginning, like I so said they're aliens. Yep. Welcome, and, to, and the, yeah, welcome to the party. Made,
3: their powers made sense. Yeah. Clearly defined.
1: And the did kid- Did not look
3: goofy as they were carrying them out, and they didn't need a goddamn harmonica.
1: Oh, man, <laughs> if he
0: would have had to play a harmonica when he stopped the, this SUV in the middle of the highway, that would have been awesome. <laughs> He's like- <laughs> And their plans also
2: didn't work or conveniently not work at the dictates of the plot. Right. Right. The only time their powers didn't work is when they were knocked out by trank darts. Plus, yeah.
0: Cheech Marin.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, just the mechanic. Forgot about Cheech. Well,
0: what do you want me to do with this, mate? You didn't <laughs> say that.
1: That was quite possibly the worst Cheech Marin impersonation I've ever yeah, heard in my
0: life. It was pretty shitty. It's it's of de Mayo, man.
1: It's still going. That's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is this is like Adam Sandler doing Cheech Marin.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat. I'll go back to ale. <laughs> Anyway, I, no, this was yeah, I, a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. I was I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, but to be honest, I can't think of a movie yet that I've seen of The Rock that I didn't like. Yeah, except for Scorpion King, which I didn't see, or The Mummy Returns, where he was just a minor part, or The Mummy
1: Yeah Returns. You and know what Adam else? Was CGI. What else right. I liked about this one is that the kids they. They acted alien. Yeah. Uh huh. There was that there was awkwardness. Something
3: off about them, and it wasn't just their really clunky dialogue. Which the fact that the rest of the movie was, you know, written, you know, semi-normally and everything. I mean, that, that their dialogue was specifically meant to g- convey like a really off-kilter kind of vibe. Yeah. What do you mean Jack Bruno? And
2: there's a moment that's glorious when somebody makes a joke and they try to fit in by laughing, oh, and they're both like, "Ha
0: ha ha
2: ha, ha And Jack just looks out, "No, yeah." Don't laugh. It gives him that look, like, "No, don't do that. You are not and blending I, in right now." Yeah, and
0: I think a lot of what made it work so well was was The Rock's charisma. I mean, Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. is a very charismatic, charismatic likable guy. When yes. when he's on the screen, you just want to watch whatever he's doing. And because of that, and because the script was fairly well written, and there were so many sci-fi nods to the, you know, the people that are they're 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 hitting their target audience, but they're expanding it so it's not just the kids that are going to enjoy it, but the adults too.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's one of the things that I like about The Rock is that he can do a a good old-fashioned action flick. You know, he he can do those movies, but he's got he's got this.
3: He's got comedy chops too.
1: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got this crossover in you know in with his acting that he can do like, uh, granted it was terrible, but, uh, um, the tooth fairy, you Even know, that
0: was fun though. I mean, yeah, it was,
1: yeah, it was fun. But I mean, then he does like uh mysterious Island, uh, movie journey and then, to, yeah. Mysterious and, then, Island. and then of course, you know, he's Roadblock in GI Joe because he should be, um, <laughs> but then you watch
0: something like pain and gain where he's, you know, a real life guy that's on steroids. that is pulling off this, kidnapping heist you know in a michael bay big explosion movie yeah or, and that,
1: well i mean that that one which what was the one that you said with the weightlifters painting pain pain game that's yeah. on my list i, I want to see that i heard, actually heard good things about it's that really one. good that's what i've heard about it too
0: yeah. or you look at him as the gay cowboy in in uh yeah oh damn it big um Get shorty. be cool yeah thank you yeah that's right which he, that's the movie that made me
1: fall in love with him and,
0: and realize that i could ignore the fact that he used to be a wrestler
3: if, i mean if he can make that much fun of himself you know
1: And that's, and that's why he's so charismatic. He's in the same, in I think, honestly, he's in the same boat as like, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. He could be all pompous and arrogant about what he's doing. This is what I, you know, I'm, I'm above all this, but he's, he can make fun of himself. He can laugh at himself. Now, one of the things that is coming up, uh, they announced that he's going to be in the movie Shazam.
0: Yep, Black Adam.
1: He's going to play Black Adam, which I think is amazingly good casting.
0: <laughs> well, he's been petitioning for that role for years. Really? Mm-hmm. He's right. been wanting that for years, and they finally gave in.
1: Ooh, Southland Tales. I'm not familiar with Black Adam. Uh, kind and- of a D-list. Uh, well, no, not D-list. That's too far down. Uh,
2: he's a DC character. He's a B-lister, a C-lister.
1: You know, Black Adam's the villain of Shazam, yeah, of Captain Marvel. Oh, get smart! They're doing that again. Well, two thousand eight, he was in that one. Oh, Mm -hmm. I was thought he already did that. Yeah, did any of you see? uh, Agent. Yeah, did any of you see uh, *Southland Tales*? I did not. not. It
0: was not good. What? Am I thinking of the same thing? What are we thinking of? hold
1: on, let me look it up. You're the uh, post apocalyptic uh, sci-fi one.
3: You're thinking of *American Tail*, Joel?
1: Yeah, where he played Fievel. Yeah, where he (laughs) he played the big cat. Sarah oh, Michelle yeah, i saw this
0: it was terrible i didn't like
1: it you didn't like it it's,
0: i forgot about that one okay i guess there is one movie rock movie i didn't like
2: i liked it <laughs>
1: wait but you like not, san andreas i haven't seen it yet
0: Oh, okay it's like
1: so you're the one <laughs> <laughs> i heard Ooh. it's not bad what about but... doom doom was stupid fun too
3: doom wasn't bad it wasn't great but it, it was no it was, it was what it was
1: it was stupid yeah. fun so but yeah so no he's got i mean he has a discography Nice. nice. He sings?
3: Yeah, he plays guitar and sings. He does it at WWE events every now
1: and then. Huh, did not know that. All right, but no, I like The Rock. I mean, for as much of a meathead as he could be, this guy has a plan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he- and that's just it. He He's taken his his uh, his celebrity status on wrestling and switched it over to being an actor and done it very, very successfully. Right. He
3: seems like he would be a lot of fun to hang out with.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. So
3: it sounds as long like you he didn't don't... make you work out with him. <laughs> so it sounds
2: like we all liked this. Yeah, I give yeah. it a thumbs up. Yeah, definitely. I did I'd watch
1: it again. Yeah, I definitely thought this. Was, it was definitely better than I was expecting it to be because of the first one. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping they wouldn't be like, well, we have to stay true to form and make sure that we've got that uh, upside down.
3: The rocks running around playing harmonica.
1: <laughs> so, and a planet that builds spaceships. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All we do is build spaceships.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. They what solved is that, that issue in this one. How does that <laughs> trigger you like that? That's fantastic.
3: God, it's just so. It's just such a stupid concept. It's like, like, our world is so fucked up. All we can do is build spaceships to try to get off of it.
1: He didn't even say that was a reason why. He's just like. It's, <laughs> All well, we it, do is that, build that, spaceships. That's, that's
3: a ten-year-old writing science fiction right there.
0: <laughs> well, it, it's like it's like on Gilligan's Island. If the professor can build a radio out of a goddamn <laughs> coconut, why can't he get him off the island?
3: Why can't he fix a hole in a boat?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, because, the because honestly, the only other competition he had on the island for uh, Ginger and Marianne was Gilligan and the captain.
3: <laughs> he had to have been just banging both of them all the time. He's like, I'm not getting us the hell off of this island.
1: <laughs> Love you, darling. Uh, I mean, and he
0: didn't have a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> only thing missing
2: from Joel's perfect score on this movie <laughs> harmonica <laughs> harmonica yep and an upside down helicopter
1: so is this another one of those movies where we everybody enjoyed it mm-hmm. sounds like it yeah. yeah yeah nice all right so what do we have on tap for next week Next week we're getting our Spider-Man. You, is something on. tingling. <laughs> yeah, Pat. Need to get that checked out. Getting his spider sense tingle thing. Yeah, cool. we're
2: gonna celebrate the character of Spider-Man basically with his introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Civil
0: War. Yeah, underoos.
1: Best moment of that trailer. Yeah. So. But yeah, so next week we're getting uh, going to do some Spider Man. We're going to look at, I don't want to say, I don't want to say everything because again, we're holy crap. But there's a lot of Spider Man stuff. But we're going to look at the, you know, the, some comic. We're going to look at some TV show, uh, cartoons, Spider Man and his amazing friends. We're look at his appearances in the uh, two reboots that he's had in the last sixteen years. What about yeah. video
2: games? Yeah, I think we'll touch well, on all of it. Yeah. We probably can't go as in depth. Uh, on every single thing otherwise the show's gonna be like 12 hours yeah right be like bat month all over again
1: spider man (laughs) versus spider
0: month Hmm. Spider-Month, Spider-Month. Does I got a
3: video for Spider-Month I could post on the website. Don't. I mean, there's enough
0: material there, (laughs) but... Anyway. We didn't plan ahead like we did with that month.
3: Yeah, if
2: you'd like to give us a a bit of uh, feedback on what you'd like to hear about Spider-Man or uh, anything that you missed, uh, thought we should have talked about in this show for The Witch Mountains, you can always give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708 669
1: Yep, and if you're looking for some of our older stuff, you can find us again on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. All right. Yesha.
0: Don't forget our network.
1: Oh, who could forget the Podcast Collective?
3: We could, obviously. Yeah, there you go.
0: Oh,
3: well, well, half of us, one. apparently,
0: is the answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs> Which has recently added some new shows to the uh I talked about collective. that at the top of the show. Yeah, yes. I couldn't
1: hear. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot walk.
0: So refer to the beginning of the show if you'd like to know what I'm talking about.
1: They make me fall <laughs> down. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, fly myself uh, upside down helicopter. What? I don't oh, know. I want to come. You know what? Again, his his astonishment as, at being upside down was ridiculous.
2: That was very, very children's movie 1970s. They're like, oh, no, we're upside down oh, as the music yeah. plays and the kids are laughing. It, it's, just,
3: it's, just, it's just like... We're going to show them some things that will make them never mess with us again. Look at that. Helicopters upside down. Ha ha ha. ha. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) These kids must have been from a planet that builds spaceships.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, a 10 year old wrote that script.
0: (laughs) All right. Good
2: night,
1: everybody. Good night.
4: Listen to it, maybe it's a thing. It, even
3: when your lover is gone, gone, gone. ding, ding, That's so much better than snow, Stone
1: Snaggle push.
0: It's times like these I'm glad to be a robot. Oh, a robot,
1: even. <laughs> there he goes. God damn it. <laughs>
0: Guess who's coming back
3: <laughs> oh, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not
1: <laughs> i this is your end game all along. <laughs> That's some good shit, Snacklepuss <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh perfect I'm
0: glad. Let you find me amusing.
3: Oh, Seacrest out. I'm done for the night. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.